This week's episode of the Bench Time Podcast is brought to you by our patrons. We want to thank a new patron this week, Ron K. Uh, you'll be having a little package sent out to you, I think, with some stickers. And you'll also get access now to our Overtime at the Bench podcast. So thanks again, Ron. And if you want to be like Ron and help us keep the lights on for this podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs and join in on the fun. We're also going to be creating a new thing for our patrons only. A It'll be a... Overtime at the Bench Facebook group that is only for our patrons. So, uh, again, get some cool stuff, get some cool extra podcast episodes, and join in on the fun at patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs. Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast presented by HO Scale Customs. Now, buckle up, you fine scale freaks. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. Uh, this week, we do not have an interview, so it's back to the old school format of the podcast. So, Is it 32 or 33? I, it's 32. Okay. Okay. I got count over here. It's 32. All right. That's good. All right. You, you I'm losing track. We got so many. You leave me to that. So anyways... <laughs> we don't have an interview this week. It's gonna we're gonna go over some of the modeling uh, stuff we work on. We got a shitload of projects that are piling up. And uh, old school, we're going old school, we're going old school on you guys. Watch, which is really only like April, so like yeah. four months ago. But here we go. We're jumping <laughs> into it. So um, I want to start it off by just kind of uh, talking about a blog post and an issue that I um, I was working with before my trip to Philly this midweek, uh, I was laying track. And yes, our track laying techniques might be a little unorthodox. Yes, we don't enjoy laying track. And yes, uh, we don't really care. So we're just going to clear the air on that. <laughs> um, all, we really care, all we really care is that the fact that the track is laid down, uh, it's not coming up. There's no giant ho- there's no giant nail sticking in it. I know some of you were worried about that, uh, but we're good to go. It's, because it's their layout. <laughs> well, you know, we we just we got it down. It's it, you can't see the glue once it's dried right. or, the, or the caulk once it's dried. And uh, you know, I it's we're a little unorthodox as you can't tell by now. But that's probably that's why I think you guys like us. And um, and yeah, I just wanted to clear the air on that. So once by the time we lay ballast and lay scenery around it. You're not going to know the difference anyways. So the trains are going to run just as smooth, and uh, and that's that. So we're going to. We know they're going to. Run, we know they run smooth. I mean, yeah, I, I test. There's them no hiccups. There's no. I test the cars. I run cars over it as I as I solder each section together, and uh, and we're good to go. We got some bloody fingertips. I cut my hands up a little bit. <laughs> I was screaming and swearing down the basement a little bit. Uh, burnt my hand. Burnt the hell out of my hand a couple times because I was clumsy with the soldering iron. But uh, fortunately, we have three pieces of track to go, and once we're done laying track, we're never putting track down again until we may- maybe expand the thing. But that we don't even care that there's no more track. <laughs> we don't yeah. care that we got one train right now. This is what it is. <laughs> we, yeah, somebody was upset because we had one train. Well, I'm I like, oh, my word. I don't think he was upset. Oh, not upset, but I thought that was funny. Yeah. But uh, and we'll have another one. We plan on having two or three trains, okay? But I don't want 
a whole wall full of boxcars and rolling stock and everything. That to, you know, I, I want a normal size train. Not, I don't want this mile long thing on there. No, it's in the middle of a city. Yeah, it's a small. It, it's it's we're building a city, so we're gonna have a a reasonable size train. We're building you know? a city with a train in it. We're not building right. a train. We're not building a a train layout with a city on it. Hmm. Right, we're doing first model U.S. diesel and, and no, 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 MSD. no, no. I said we're, I bu- we're building a city with a that happens to have a train, not not a not a train layout that happens to have a city. Right, we're going to run like two engines. Maybe, you know? yeah, maybe, maybe one might just be static. We'll sit on a, a spur somewhere. I could buy a dumb, I could buy a dummy engine for all I care and just have it sit yeah. there for scenery. Yeah, because <laughs> to me, it's you know that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not knocking the train thing no, or the no, track. No, 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 It's just yeah. I, I, you guys know us as by this point, you know us well enough to know that's just not our thing. And yeah. uh, and and I hope everyone had a good laugh about how my miserable track wing experience went because uh, <laughs> I know I did. So uh, we weren't trying to write the article to rile, to rile anyone up or you know or to get anyone upset about our our crappy ass <laughs> techniques for laying. We're track. just letting you. We were just letting you know what hey, was happening. Guess what? Anyone that gave us tips or, or advice on it, you are far better at laying track than we are. I guarantee it. So, and that's great because we're gonna, we're going to use some of them, right? But you we know? just stick we, to the, we stick to yeah. our thing and and we fumble and bumble our way through the the train stuff. Yeah, if it looks like poop, we rip it out, man. <laughs> you know, if it, if it looks like poop and I don't like it, it doesn't meet my criteria or your criteria. Well, then we're going to tear it up and get rid of it. I right. mean. You know, somebody somebody mentioned about the uh, the fact that you were using the silicon, and they said, "Good luck getting the ballast to stick to it." The ballast is going to stick just fine. It's called glue. You put white water, you put water, and make that glue water or whatever, and it mix, and you put it down there. Glue sticks. To, uh, glue's going to stick. Guaranteed, glue's going to stick. And if it doesn't, well, we'll scrape that shit out, and we're going to put some more in. You know, something different. We'll right. figure it out. Yeah, we do appreciate the advice. We do appreciate the participation. You know, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna totally lie to you. That article was great because we got great feedback on it, which was awesome. Nobody was nasty. It was. Oh no, 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 no! And we're not trying. And we're trying to let you know that hey, I wrote. I'm not. I'll tell you why I wrote that article right now. I wrote that article because I wanted to show you guys that I'm humble about what I do. And I know that I'm not the best at, at laying track. I don't like. I know right. it's not what I'm into. But at the same time, I think it's 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 good to show that. Yeah, we can take some criticism, and it's fun. And you guys can make fun of us. I don't care. Make fun. Yeah, of we us. love that. We love that. Poke if you fun, got on there and said it sucks, poke uh, fun it at me sucks, because right? if I write another, if I write another funny article like that or whatever, feel free to poke fun at us because I <laughs> don't. I love it. So that's I wrote that to be a little bit of shame, you know, a little shameless, a little bit of humbleness with what we do because I think everyone sees the buildings we create and they, you know, yeah, it's it's neat to see that. Yeah, I have no clue when it comes to train stuff other than I can solder a track together and I can hook it up to my DCC controller and they go around in a circle and <laughs> that's probably driving half of you nuts right now and I apologize but that's just that's just how we are. And it's pretty quiet, right? I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it, no, it's quiet. Trains are super quiet on there. It's we, totally quiet. We put on a foam road bed on but, top uh, of extruded foam, 
Right. right. But I would rather I would rather only spend a couple nights, two or three nights maybe, laying all the track, and then get back to working on scenery because yeah. that's just what we focus on. And I know um, technically we're a model running podcast, but we are just that. We're just a, they're the modeling part of the hobby, um, which is which is just as big of a part as the train part. But um, right. yeah. So I just did it to be humble. I did it to get some laughs. Yeah. I did it to, you know, just to be funny. So hopefully everyone got a laugh out of that. But yeah, we're not going to go out and buy special tools and stuff. We're moving on. I just wanted to clear the air from that. Oh, okay. It was all. I thought f- one of the subjects was going to be about track lane. Oh well, we so. can. I can tell you what I did. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, do so that. It's foam. For the people it's, that it's didn't read it. Scenic's foam roadbed. Um, almost the entire layout is flex track, and uh, I put my drops in my electric drops in before. Uh, before I did all the track laying work, obviously, and uh, the obviously the track, I started putting it down, put in my turnouts as we went along, and uh, I, I mean, it's just flex track, so I just worked with it as I went along, fit it into the places I could where it was tight, and uh, each section as I went along, I got a tube of the clear silicone caulk. And I put a bead down, but then rather than have the bead be all bubbly, and when you press it down, it comes up through the the ties. I just yeah. I smeared it thin with my finger and put a layer down, just like you right. just like you would with glue or anything. And uh, it stuck fat. It stuck fast to the to the layout to the, to the foam road bed. Uh, I did use a little bit of. Uh, you guys are gonna cringe. I used trim nails. Um. I used trim nails to hold it in place until the the caulk dried, and then I popped the trim nails out. Yeah. I did not put the trim nails through the road. I mean, through the ties. I, <laughs> I, I promise, there's not giant holes in the ties. I only used it in between the ties to hold the track in place. Um, and those little nails suck, by the way. Yeah, the we're not putting any of those. We're not putting prefer. any track nails in our in our thing. They don't. Yeah, exist. They're, they're 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 a joke. So unless you're putting it directly on plywood. Yeah, uh, but so that's what I did. I when I use any track nails, I just glued it down with silicone. Um, yes, we'll get the ballast to stick to it. We're we'll get it to work, and uh, um, and I got like three three or four pieces to lay down yet. Uh, and one end I got to put a, I got to build a handmade bridge, so that'll be a little tricky. But other than that, uh, that's what I did. I mean, I don't really know much else about laying track other than I put my drops in as when I, as I put my drops in before I started for electric and as I'm going along I'm connecting it to our feeders yeah um and that's about it that's <laughs> and we are running D- DCC and yeah, yeah we've we have already a, tried it out it works great we have an NCE power cab controller mm-hmm. uh you know it's and, cool and we don't and we, we're gonna have to sit and read that manual inside and out because other than running yeah, the train uh, and actually, running and tooting the horn, if anyone, I don't know the squat. It goes forward, backwards, toot the horn. If anyone has experience with the NCE power cab and wants to give us some tips on it or things that we don't know about or point us at a YouTube video or something that might be more helpful, um, I would rather watch a YouTube video on it than uh, read a book. I'm not going to read that yeah. damn manual. I'm just not going to do it. I'd rather. It's not that big. I know, but I'm not reading the. I'm not reading the instructions. I hate it. Yeah, it's gonna break. If I have to open that book and read the instructions, it's gonna break me. So I, if someone has a good YouTube video on it, uh, just shoot it over our way. We'd love to see it. Right, or I would because I don't. I can't read. Right. 
<laughs> I can't read. Well, yeah, actually, that's a big secret, everyone. Uh, when we joke around with these podcasts, I mean, when we joke around with these podcasts with these manufacturers that um, that I don't read the instructions, it's 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 just a deep, dark, terrible secret that I just I actually just can't read the instructions. So. <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> so anyhow, um, you know that's the the track part. Yeah, it runs smooth. Uh, to us, it runs out. It, for us, the way our layout is, it's very it's a very simple system. It's, it's a very a, simple track system. It's it's two it's two loops. Yeah, and the one loop, the lower loop, cuts the upper loop in half. Right. Um, the backside is where they cross. Yeah. And uh, one goes up over, and one goes underneath the city. Yeah. And there's a couple turnouts in the on the on the other side since it's a 360 degree layout. There's a couple turnouts on the other side where it, um, you know, has it intersect. So any loop can access the other loop any direction. Right. Um, and it's and we we kept the majority of the track to the outside edges, not to the complete extreme outside no. edges. But we only um, have a, it, I think we have two turnouts that go into some warehousing. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the and the factory area, but that's it. And the lower turnout that we'll have that goes out towards the the uh, yes. out of the pier. I I put that in the other night. And then we'll have the option on that same end to put in an extra turnout and take it. Uh, to an extension if we choose. But it's not, not something now. I mean, it's not, we'll do it if we want. But nah, Yeah. When, you know, we, when we when we decide it's time to expand. Right, exactly. Which so, is not anytime soon. No, no. we got too much to fill. The nice thing about the layout we have, which is great, we want to make our, not so much our track comp, we want to give ourselves room for the city itself and the structures, all of our detail work, the you know that all that scenery uh, of a city, but and that's we, why we tore out the old one, which was a probably I don't know twenty podcast episodes ago now, where right. we the old layout um, design that we had didn't allow for much scenery work, um, right. and and I mean it was still the same size, it was five by sixteen. But just the way we had it was confusing and, and didn't allow for very much work with the scenery. So this one is uh, an elevated city. It's a city on the hill with, like, a plateau on the top. So the whole top is flat. Right. Um, and on the one end from the harbor, it starts at ground level or at the harbor level. Right. And it goes uphill. The the the, uh, the structures sit along roads that actually go uphill, and they, they line the roads. But it's a gradual climb. It's a gradual climb up into the top end of the city, which is really cool. And, um, you know, like I said, this this lends us to to do a lot of uh, structures. I mean, we've got a lot of structures already, and we're not filling a third of it right now. And that's a couple years with no, the structure. No, we thought we had a lot of structures, and... Um, right. And yeah. we're tight. We're tight packing them. Right. You know? So I mean, it, it, it's it's neat. The system, the old system that we had with the track layout, it 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 cut well, right through the middle, and it gave us all kinds of weird angles that we had to build streets on, and it just didn't look natural uh, of a town. Uh, it just didn't. No. So this works out real nice with that waterfront, that sixteen foot waterfront, and that's going to be nice too. Um, the neat thing is about that. Is our train will be able to run like a scenic train right down along the waterfront? It'll it'll look it'll look cool from one end to the other. Totally. Uh, 
I do like that. And um, so, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, so that's the extent of our track work. I think otherwise on the layout, um, since you were over here last, which mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get you over this weekend on Sunday maybe. But um, Sounds good. Uh, anyways, yeah, I have done a little bit more work on the Hillside Foundations um, yeah. since you were over here last. Oh, that's good. Uh, I got a, I got a third wall in. The walls, by the way, that we made are poured plaster cast yep. uh, into rubber molds that were made by Sterling Models, um, and they has they make molds and such. You can look them up, and uh, great prices on their rubber molds. They do. They also do sidewalks, which we have rubber side. Uh, rubber mold side, rub, not rubber sidewalks. We have rubber mold sidewalk uh, molds, and um, you know we we've, we've poured them as well. We we're put a couple of them down, but not many yet. Right. Um, but as far as the uh, the they have different kinds of rock walls that are like random stone, and then uh, what was a flat. The, the flat stone, or I guess that's called flat stone, or flagstone, uh, the flat type stones stacked. And um, then they have a concrete wall that's awesome. So we just figured, you know what, let's get some of each. And that way we can vary things up a little bit. They're neat. You pour them. They're very detailed. And then we've been, you know, cutting them, move, uh, cutting them and putting them onto the hillside right. to make the foundations. Right, they're, t- it's been they're awesome. They, but they're yeah. not a sponsor. We promise. Um, no, they're not a sponsor at all. But they so. got a good product, so we'll share in it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But uh, and it's cheap. Yeah, so. and it's way cheaper than buying a ton of plastic walls and or oh, yeah. or, or styrene block like the block. And so it's cheaper than buying like styrene block sheets or or plastic yep. sheets. And it and I think it paints better. So it paints oh, yeah. and it weathers. Inc- incredibly easy. It takes paint like crazy easy, yeah. and uh, and I just think it's an easier product to work with. Um, yeah, the details really there. You know? Yeah, and it, the, what the details for a cast wall like that pop like a hundred times better than most. I won't say all, but better than most of the walls I've seen. And I think we're going to talk a little later about a wall material that you just picked up. Um, yes, that yes. might be. A good competitor to it. Now, I don't think it'll be good in an application like what we're using now. No, no. But as far as detail, uh, yep. it fool it fools me. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, right. But I also wanted to get into really quick about the Rollins Welding building that yeah, I shelved for like a year now. Uh, mm-hmm. So Rollins Welding, I am. I don't even know if we had a podcast when we started that. I didn't. I don't know. We, we bought did not that have thing. a podcast when I started that building. You and I went hagsies on that. That was like I, last. That was yeah. like March of seventeen. It, wow! So I built it. <laughs> I built it. Uh, I did everything to it, but weather it and put signage and detail parts on it. But part of the, uh, I, and, and I and I'm not bashing Doug's kit at all. I love the kit. It's and Doug knows we love his kits. The only issue with some of these kits is there's a lot of detail parts that come with them. Yeah. And and I think we talked about this with Jason. If you don't have a place to put the building with all the detail parts, it's almost like unless you're building a diorama, if, until you have a place to put it on your on your yeah. layout, uh, I, I kind of wanted to wait because there's things I want to put on it, but I don't know where I want them or how I want to situate it. So now 
part of the You don't want to waste it. Right. Well, and I just don't want to do it until I know where I'm going to put it. That way I know how to paint it. Yeah. But now uh, I built into the side of our city hill uh, one of these sections with a foundation and a block wall that's built into the side of the hill, um, a place for Roland's Welding. So I'm back at Roland's Welding now, and you'll probably see some pictures here the next day or two of that kit. Right. Being finished on the layout itself, not on a workbench or a TV tray or whatever. It'll actually sure. be... I'm going to be weathering it, putting it down on the actual layout, and act, and I have the layout where I'm going to put it painted with an earth tone. I'm going to get ready to start putting some grass around it and painting the road, doing all that. So that's going to come together pretty quick in the next couple of days. Um, and I think it'll be like our first actual scene on the layout. Right. So I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm just telling you, I, we, I've talked about Roland's Welding on the podcast a couple times before. If you haven't seen it, it's a killer looking kit. It's not, I don't think it's that expensive, um, mm. but it's an awesome kit. A lot of cool different uh, nooks and crannies in the building. And I think that's why we were drawn to it just because it's a crazy looking building. Yeah. Um, a lot of roof line, a lot of cool roof lines as usual. Doug always has cool roof lines. Right. It has a shaker style wall. The, yeah. The one, siding. Of the, one of the walls, uh, like two corner, like a one corner, but two walls is a, a shake, a shaker siding. Yeah. Um, with, yeah. A metal, with metal roofing. Like a single siding, yeah. Looks good. So, anyways, that's that. That's cool. So, that's the other thing I wanted to pop in here before we got over to your stuff. I will be wrapping up Roland's Welding here very, very soon. Cool. So, I know that kit's been shelved for too long, so it's time to time to bring that one back. To well, you house. had it like 90% done. I mean, oh, it wasn't... It's, it's painted. It's a little bit weathered. It's got like mud splatters along the bottom. It's. I mean, it's... Yeah. It just needs it needs weathered, like the 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 shaker siding needs weathered a little bit, and right. so it needs detail parts, and that'll bring yeah. that whole building to life. But um, I think it'll be cool because most of you probably haven't seen it unless you've scrolled way back on our Instagram page. Um, so it'll be neat to bring that back to life. Plus, I got that oyster, the uh, faircloth oyster plant that I'm going to rip into. Yeah, um, which I am going to. I think I told you already. I'm going to put that boat that we got, that full haul boat that is supposed to sit on the uh, cradle. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to put, since that faircloth doesn't come with a boat, but the boat is pictured in the ramp that goes up into the building. Yeah. I'm going to use that boat that I got from Seaport Model Works to be pulled, like it's getting pulled up in the faircloths, like it is on oh, the picture. Oh, cool. So. That'd be really cool. That's what I got going on. What about you? Man, there's a lot since we've been doing uh, te- a lot of gas. Uh, did you tear off your mi- your miniature golf roof? <laughs> shut up. I didn't oh, get there yet. Oh, man. You need to shut up there. Okay. <laughs> so, I am working on Carolina Craftsman kits, uh, CCKs, um, HSQL, Western Maryland, Williamsport, Maryland, uh, passenger station, 1877 passenger station. Awesome kit. Um, I've been working on this. Uh, the the building itself went very quickly uh, as far as structure goes. And then the roof fit on. It's a little tricky to fit on. It's um, the cardboard roof. It's a very unique shaped uh, roof, and it's it's very attractive when it's on and it fits very well I didn't have to do very much trimming whatsoever to make it fit um, a little bit 
but not much. And, and the directions, of course, uh, state you know you'll need to do maybe a little trimming. I didn't need to cut very much at all, so it was a very nice fit. It was very easy to do. Um, it has a a peaked uh, capoa, um, like a tower a cupola. Yeah, I don't know. I never knew how. To, I never knew how to say that. I can't read. It's a capoa, you can't pronounce cup, words. Cupola, cupola. You need to get hooked on phonics. Yeah, hooked on like phonics. I got a spider coming across my. He's dead now. So, anyhow. Um, on my workbench, I just had a spider. That was weird. So anyhow, um, weird. it has a nice peaked uh, tower type um, front to it. It's really neat. It's a neat design. I'm looking forward to finishing this thing. And then i I put down we're gonna I put down the uh, shingles. There is strips of shingles that you get the paper shingles, right? And I started laying them down, of course, and a couple of them are a little cockeyed, but you know what? I kind of like that. And, um, and not many, but a couple of them are. And uh, I put them all down, did that main roof, and I decided, you know what? I want to make it different. And I saw a photo of a postcard from one of the Western Maryland stations, not this particular one, and it had a green roof on this photo, okay? And it was an old photo. It was like one of those colorized postcard-type photos, and it had green roof, and I saw a couple other green roofs, and I thought, you know what? We're going to make this bad boy a little different in that respect because I kept the same color scheme that the box has. And the reason I did that, I was well, I debated it, but the reason I did it was because um, it's the same colors that B&O uh, were back in the day, uh, so it matches. And that's how their stations were, their, their B&O stations. And so I went with that, and, you know, so I, I wanted to make the top of it something different. You know, you, you want to make something not be exactly like the box. So... I painted the roof this green color. All the I painted all the shingles. I pre-painted all the shingles. I did the whole one side, <laughs> uh, the the one main side where, where the tower sticks up out of it. So it was a little on the trickier side. I wanted to get that done first. And after I did it, it was I took a photo or two of it and to send to Brett. And I was like, I'm wait, being supportive. I know you were. I should be. I should have just been brutally honest and said, "That looks like that but looks like ass, like a smashed did. ass." <laughs> and it did. It was like really bright green. It looked like a miniature golf course on top of the railroad station. And I'm like, you know what? And I painted all those damn, um, every one of those. Uh, shingles I painted green so the problem with them is they're all connected to this sheet of paper so after you painted them all in the process of painting them painting them they 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 kind of got discombobulated they, they kind of you know they lost their form they were good enough to put on they were in perfect shape to put on however to repaint them well, the, the only option for me was to finish painting, uh, re-shingling the entire house. I'm putting all the rest of the three walls, uh, I'm sorry, roof sections, uh, finishing it off with the green shingles. And the whole time I got to stare at it 
going, this is, this is ass, this is ass, this is ass, because I painted it green. And, it, you know, you're looking at it thinking, oh, it looks bad. So, when I was all done, my idea, when I did the main part of the roof, the idea was, uh, for me, at this point, to paint it all once it's on the house or on the structure. And I took a uh, suede-colored paint, like it's uh, like a tannish color, and I did paint all of them. It's a very light tan, almost uh, sand-colored. And I painted it. It looks very, very good now. And it changed the whole look. Um, because it was one layer of paint on it already, there, it was a little heavier than I liked it to be, so I did thin it out some, and then on some, it kind of hit a couple shingles, which I simply just took my hobby knife and just kind of uh, slid the knife down through a couple little shingle areas to, to make them, you know, visible. And um, right now, uh, that that part of the building looks awesome. Now I am working on the peaked, the small peaked roof that goes at the very top. And I realized that I used so many shingles on the rest of it that I have run out of shingles. So what I am doing now is I'm making my, as I didn't have enough shingles to finish this top of this roof, I think I used too many or I didn't space them. I might have spaced them a little close, which is fine. It looks great. But now I had to make my own shingles by cutting I have unprinted newspaper in eight and a half by 11 sheets, big stacks of it. And, uh, it's about the same thickness, um, and the same coloring as the original shingles were. And I cut them into strips, the same width. And let me tell you without a laser cut, laser cut shingles. Um, if you ever try to make your own by hand with a hobby knife, <laughs> cutting each one of those little slits in, because it has to be wide enough. The laser cut, the laser, when it cuts them, it doesn't look wide, but it's wide enough to where the paint is, they're not going to be hidden when you lay it back down again. So I had to take one straight and then one very, very close to it at a slight angle and carve out a, a bigger gap, And uh, which I have done. It's very tedious. In fact, when I'm done here tonight, uh, with this podcast, I will have to do a couple more strips, and then I should have the top of that done. And uh, wow, it's it, it's coming along. It's looking nice. The actual deck or the uh, platform for the that the station will sit on, um, he gives you a really nice um, deck uh, platform, and it's already uh, laser cut partially uh, like grooves into it showing the deck work and I used the AK Interactive old um, and weathered wood set uh-huh. and used some different browns and grays and such and uh, I kind of dry brushed it like we did that one structure that I like scratch built structure I made uh, that sits on the pier um, which I still haven't finished um <laughs> And I did it that way, and it looks like a natural decking. It's awesome. Uh, that's all absolutely out of this world. Here's the other thing that I'm not good at yet, and I had to work on it and get improve. And I think all people have to have something that they improve on. I am not real good at doing um, 
windows with the um, uh, what the hell was I using? Uh, is the uh, windows you make from the canopy glue, where you oh, put the yeah uh, yeah the glazed windows? They turned out okay. I mean, they're definitely glazed, um, but I doubt seriously I'll ever glaze windows again. Um, I just not I'm not real happy with how I did it, and uh, the first time I tried it, and it, the first time I tried doing the glazed windows. Uh, with this structure, I laid them flat on my workbench, on my cutting mat, let them dry, and the glue made the the glazing glue or the canopy glue. When it dried, it stuck my window frames to my workbench, to the top of the mat, cutting mat, and I had to scrape them off with a scraper, with a razor blade scraper. And luckily, I had extra windows of the same exact size in my titchy, you know, collection of windows. So I replaced them and redid it. And you have to do them, the best way to do them is when you already have them in each wall section in place, then put it on and then prop your wall section up and just lean the wall section up till they dry. And then they turned out rather decent. I'm, I'm happy with, I'm happy with the result. However, I, I doubt seriously I'll ever do it again. So that was kind of a nightmare for me. And like I said, everything's a learning process as we do these things. Um, the station's going to look damn nice. I'm happy about that. And uh, But that's where I'm at on that. That one I should wrap up in the next night or two. Okay. And then I will be uh, going back to the shiplap house. And I had to roof that thing with wood shingles that were sent to me. Uh, they were specially laser cut for me by... Uh, Kenny Crump from Casey's workshop, and I am going to uh, put them on there and let him know how they go. I believe he's going to be he's going to be he's hoping to sell them on his website, and we'll let you know how they go. Um, but I'm very grateful for the fact that he actually cut those for me and sent them to me to try out, and we're going to give them a whirl, see how they go. They're actually made. I'm excited of, to see how they look. Yeah, they're actually made of. Um, veneer wood and uh it's they look awesome and i he sent me some that were uh did not have adhesive on and he sent me some that do have adhesive on the back and uh they're they're really sharp looking so i have that going on um that'll be up next and that won't take me that long to wrap that one up um and then i will start on um my next kit um which will most likely be the um, <clears throat> hold on, let me grab it. Uh, I got my headphones off, so bear with me. I think I'm gonna do the Cameron Street Apartments by Casey's Workshop, or I'm gonna do the Railroad Kits. Um, Railroad Kits Company, Westboro Sandhouse, one of those two will be my next one. And uh, But I want to wrap these two up first and get that done, and, uh, and then I should be set. So uh, also, today on Facebook, um, in w- the one group, um, I was um, Frank Vargo, who we had on as a guest, um, is working on a kit 
um, that is a FOS you know, FOS kit, and uh, that was the um, what I did Metzger building, um, and he had a great idea. Uh, he was talking about putting a store an extra storefront along the backside or something along that lines, and I think I'm going to um, maybe revise my my version of it and cut the bottom wall back wall section of it off and put some storefront down on that backside and make it a 360 four-sided storefront building and then then put some billboards off the back so uh that's something i'm thinking about if i do that i'll be picking that up on wednesday on sunday if i come over and work on stuff and so that's another project in my mind i don't know if i'll do that or not but we'll see and then of course um my other product the thing i just got um was you've worked with it before on one of the um, Carolina Craftsman kits uh, with the um, foundation? Of oh the, yeah, uh, yeah. This is what I was hinting. Tucker. This is what I was hinting about earlier. Right. Yes. And that was that Tucker, the Tucker building you built, and it had uh, the Tucker factory. It, the foundation sheet um, was like a, a stone wall. And uh, it was um, the stone wall is made of, of actual paper product, a textured paper, and it looks so so realistic. And when you touch it, it feels realistic. And but the, it fools the eye. It fools the eye. Oh my god! Unless you unless you actually go up and touch it and have somebody tell you that it's made of paper, you will never know. And and I'm not kidding you. And, and don't so, touch my models. That's right. Don't touch his models. <laughs> so also, so he has, so apparently those were the ones in, in Jeff's kits, and they, they were great. Um, and we talked to him about that before, saying how wonderful it was. Well, this week, uh, Jeff on Facebook posted up a, a link uh, to the company that he gets that from, and that's Foggy Mountain Models, uh, Craftsman Structure Kits. And they do primarily... Uh, O-scale structures and stuff, um, ON3, I believe it is. And, um, you know, but uh, he does have product there that is for HO as well, including these this paper um, wall uh, sheets. They come in sheets 8.5 by 11, and I think they're $2.50 a sheet. I'm, I'm not, this is not an advertisement for them. I don't know them, and I don't know, you know, this is something I bought. Yeah. But you get a five-pack of of the same sheet, you get a discounted rate, and you get a five pack for for ten dollars. So you get an extra sheet out of it, you know. And uh, so he has four different kinds. There's two different rock walls, um, like random cut stone walls uh, for foundation or for building uh, walls out of. In fact, you can use it for regular walls, and uh, which I plan to do. And you would just put it onto like some kind of a either a cardstock back. Uh, back uh, wall as a to support, or you could use you know maybe a, a, a flat. I have plenty of it. Uh, a flat, un. You know, it's just it's just flat uh, basswood that is uh, you know you could use for walls. It just it's not 
um, clapboard. Anyways, you can put that on, carve out your windows, cut out your windows that you need, and stick in some masonry-style windows in, inside, and you would have some amazing-looking walls for a stone structure. Um, there's two different types of stone structure. There is a um, one that has white... Um, uh, Teeming quick, it's a bumbling all over the place tonight. <laughs> um, it has uh, spin it out. Yeah, it has um, mortar, the white mortar in between some of the gray stones, and then it had like a brownish stone with like a dark mortar, and uh, they're both awesome looking. Um, and then there is a brick that he makes. It's a, a natural brick color, uh, and it, it looks so sweet. And um, that they have that, and then they have a multicolored brick. with It's like a reddish and black and brown, and it looks just really cool, like old brick. Yeah. And uh, so there's four different types of, of sheeting that you can buy, and I believe it's an HO scale or O scale. And um, so I figured for that price, uh, I ordered four, all four of them uh, in, the, in the five packs. So there's plenty of that stuff to work with right now. And, uh, and uh, so that came, and I checked it out. It is every bit as good as I thought it would be. Um, I'm excited to work with it on some kind of a scratch build. And uh, and and for our foundations, by the way, that we have in in town, uh, we're going to put some foundation work down with it. You know, so it's a no brainer on how to do the foundations with it. It's just sweet. But um, so that's that product again. That company is called Foggy Mountain Models Craftsman Structure Kits, and I think you can find them uh, online. I just just Google Foggy Mountain Models uh, Craftsman Structure Kits. So. And you can get that product. So yeah, that was that. That's cool. I'm like, there's all kinds of crazy stuff I got going on right now, Brad. I got two boats. I got since the podcast, uh, since we did the last one of these types, I've got a two boats from Seaport Model Works. One's a tugboat, and another one is a um, lobster boat. Also got some lobster traps to go with it while I was at it. And um, so got those in here. Uh, there's just so many different things on my shelf right now and little projects that we have to get done. Uh, but, yeah, that's where we're at. Very good. Sound good? Yeah. Uh, so we'll quickly go over the uh, recap of uh, tools for the week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got a tool. I know we're inching up on an hour here. and uh, Go we, ahead. And we have to do the bench time at the pod. And bench time. Jesus. there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yo, can you hear me? What's I going, can. What's going on? Well, you said, were you there? What the hell? Yeah, because uh, you were breaking up. Sorry about that. Oh, anyway. Anyhow. Well, we're inching up on an hour, and we just wasted another 30 seconds. So, we got to do the Overtime at the Bench podcast coming up uh, right after this, which is for our patrons. Um, and So, what's your tool? I'm going to jump into my tool. Oh, okay. Go ahead, man. Jeez Louise. So my tool is <laughs> a metal file. Um, and I also used the Dremel. That, well, it's not a Dremel. It's like the Harbor Freight Dremel tool that you gave me. Yes. Uh, so this is two tools. Because I was doing track work, I have a uh, Dremel tool that you gave me, which I picked up some bits for, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, when, she gave, mm-hmm. when you gave it to me. Yep. 
and uh, I was using that to grind the track ends that I cut flat, right. so they would meet together flat. Yeah, um, it worked. Well, of course it did. Or else okay, I wouldn't good. be talking about it, or else I'd say that's a <laughs> shitty tool. Do not use that tool. So, um, <laughs> no, I used the file um, for the top of the track after I soldered it. If in case I got a little bit of like solder on the top of the track, um, I would lightly. It's a mini file, so it's a little metal mini file. I would just hit the one side of the track really lightly, and, and I also used a little piece of sandpaper. Uh, but the Dremel tool I used to. to once I cut it with my snippers, I would um, I would grind it flat, like just a sixteenth of an inch, just to get it to be flat again, um, mm-hmm. to make sure they met up squarely. So that's my tool, and uh, it, uh, and, tools are awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've used that tool now yeah. for a couple projects. I used one of them for I use it a lot for uh, wood pieces when I'm scratch building. Right. When mm-hmm. I'm scratch building, if I cut a wall out that doesn't quite meet. Uh, right in the corners or like if there's a window hole that's not um, it's not quite big enough for the window I have one that's yep. like it, the one Dremel piece looks like a stick with sand on the end of it it's like the it's like the size of a uh, I can't even think of what the size of it is it's like the size of the roundness of a stem on a Q-tip like the cardboard part Gotcha. And the end of it has a little abrasive part, and I use that to grind out the inside of a window sometimes when the window hole's not big enough to fit the titchy windows. Um, right. So that's my tool of the week, Dremel tool. Cool. What like I you? said, I, I love my Dremel, and I have a. I even have my Dremel in one of those. I bought one Dremel drill press type. We call it a workstation, and uh, it's been invaluable for me uh, needing to drill things out and uh, it's, it's it's pretty handy anyhow uh, my tool is it, it is not necessarily a tool that you would use on your models directly it is a you, it is a rack that spins on my workbench I have two of them I have two different kinds for, they're designed for two different purposes one is a rack it, they're kind of like the lazy Susan racks that you put in a ki- kitchen cabinet yeah and uh, you can put you know spice jars and shit like that on top of them and then spin them and you know get them out without having to wreck your whole cabinet well I bought I went over to uh, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to say I went to Bed Bath and Beyond, oh, bed, bed, beyond, and I bought one that uh, was it was a good price. It was on sale actually, and I had your mom had a coupon. I don't know, it was like forty, twenty five or forty percent off. I can't remember forty percent. I think Sunny ended up paying like eight dollars for it, and um, it's got a rubber uh, top. Uh, it's two tiered, circular, maybe the size of a small pizza, um, and it has like a uh, rubber padding on the top to keep things a non-skid pad uh-huh and then I have like some and then this is gonna sound this is gonna sound freaky too but I went next door uh, to one of the discount places like I don't know it was uh, Marshalls or something like that and in their um, women's makeup section they have uh these containers, these plastic containers, you can stick your paintbrushes in. They're for makeup brushes and things like that. Um, 
you know, for your cosmetics. Right. And uh, I have all my tools in it, and it sits on top of my. I'll take a picture of it, you know, and I'll send it to you. We can put it up with the cast um, when yeah, I. Yeah, that'll when be I the. Uh, we'll, the we'll make that the artwork. Yeah. And um, and then of course it has like all the pens and pencils and small tools and things like that that I use, and um, that sits on top. And then down underneath, I pick my most common paints that I like to use the most often, and I put them on the lower shelf. The other. Now that's a that's one for a kitchen. Then I have another rack that I bought, and I'm not sure where I got that one, but you can get them at drugstores and places like that. And it is also for women's cosmetics. It is a it is a different rack that spins and is made for you know women's makeup and stuff. But I have like all my AK paint sitting on top of that and glue the smaller glue tubes and things. And they fit in these little. It comes with little trays, individualized uh, separated trays and things like that. And uh, they're awesome because I'm telling you. I don't have to reach across my workbench. The one sits on the right side, one sits on the left side. I can work efficiently, quickly by just simply turning this thing, grabbing what I need, putting it down, working on it, and you know, putting it back right, right there. I can put it right back to my top of my workbenches and you know, a pig pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really nice for organization when it's time to clean up your workbench. Everything fits real quickly right back into place. Um, it has been a time saver for me. Uh, so th- that is my tool. It's a tool to hold your tools and to better organize. And we, you know, I think everybody could use a little bit of organization. I so, love it. There's a million little things you could think of on your own workbench for the, you know, that you could store on these things to save yourself some workspace. Nope, so, uh, that's a that's a good one. Okay, what kind of music do you listen to? We got like two minutes. Yeah, so I was listening to some Rage Against Machine this week. Uh, All right, I, I was in the Rage Against Machine mood. So nice. There's that. So I'm like, I'm like. I'm like ready to just start swinging fists or something in here in the basement. I'm just in a big. I'm in, I'm in like a crazy mood, like a like an aggressive music mood. Yeah. Good. What about you? I. Well, I, too. I was listening to Metallica, Saint Anger. I, I've been on that kick for like a week, and uh, then of course uh, some old Blue Oyster Cult, that kind of thing. So. Cool. I was listening to both of those, and uh, yeah, they kept me pretty motivated and moving here this week. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, we said good stuff but, at the same time. That's that's creepy. Um, it is. That's it is very creepy. But yeah. Now, do we have any announcements? Yeah. So I wanted to thank again, Ron Clace. Uh, I hope we're pronouncing your last name right. I am sorry if I butchered it. I. I just I knew I was going to butcher it. I probably butchered it. So Ron Clace is our new patron. Uh, if you want to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs. Become a patron to our page. I know Ron's been listening to us for a uh, for a long time, almost since probably since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Ron's been on our stuff for a, a, a long while. A while. I know that. And a while. I think he was actually the one that was kind of commenting and giving us some tips on improving our audio. Um, yeah. So. Totally at it. Hopefully it got better. Hopefully our audio is better, Ryan. I, uh, uh, but I appreciate you becoming a patron. Your sticker is on your way. Uh, he came. He hit the Patreon level where he gets a sticker. So um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for becoming Great a patron. Stuff. And now you have access to our exclusive um, uh, patrons uh, podcasts that, that go up. They'll go. They don't go up as consistently as the um, the the main one. And by consistently, I say uh, Friday morning, every Friday morning. But they will be up every weekend. Um, yeah. We missed one or two weeks because we had like five interviews in a matter of a week and a half, and it just fell to the wayside for a little bit. But they do go up through the weekend. So if you're interested in getting a little bit of extra content, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HOScale Customs. Uh, I think even just becoming a $1 level, you get access to all of our extra uh, podcasts and all of our extra podcast episodes. We are yep. now going to create a, um, uh, a Patreon member Facebook group that's exclusive just to Patreon members. So if you become a, a patron to our show, you'll get in. You'll get uh, added to a, a private group on our Facebook page. Well, not on our Facebook page, but it's a separate group where all our patrons can kind of share some ideas, talk about the podcast, talk about what they're working on. It's just gonna we're gonna start to create a little community in there of of our show listeners. So, um, and, and we heard you. We heard all you people out there, and we don't disagree. Um, we do want to get back to doing more of these types of shows where we're talking about our modeling right. and the things that are going on and the old school style, and we are going to do that. We are still going to have interviews for you people that love the interviews. We're, we're thinking like every other week we're going to try and keep on that schedule if yeah, we can. we're just going to space them apart a little bit more. Right, uh, and we, we can – we. am oh, sorry. I was going to say we went on a tear there with the interviews, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to space them out now. Right, and exactly. So, and for, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be interviewing great people. We have still have a bunch that are lined up, and we're, we're going to still record them. And we'll, if we have to, we'll, we'll play them for you the week after we record them. Yeah. And we're going to keep on that schedule. So, next week, our, I'll announce it now. Next week. Whoa, um, no, 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 no. That's a, hold a, off. That's a patron only thing. Okay, okay. That's what we were doing on the Patreon. Well, then you're just going to have to tune in. we got a special guest next week. Yeah. I think everybody will be surprised. Yeah, no, so. we, uh, we we have... That was what we were doing on the Patreon-only podcast. Oh, okay, so I didn't okay. Mean to block, Almost blew I that. Mean, I didn't mean to block Almost you there. Almost blew that shit. But uh, oh. if you okay, become a patron... Next week, if you awesome become, guest next week. We have an awesome guest all. next week. If you, have, if you are a patron, you'll hear this weekend who our awesome guest is next week. So, That's right. Uh, just a little bit of a perk for our patrons. Yeah, so, tease, I teased you. Yeah. No, I didn't do it on purpose. I almost blew it. No, I stopped <laughs> you just in time. I know. I, I got you. I got your back. All right. Uh, Let's so, get out of here, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, we are out of here. Yes. Have a good one, Fine Scale have, Freaks. Have a great weekend.